Welcome to the Christine Means Business Podcast. My name is Christine Hansen and I'm a business consultant helping entrepreneurs to scale their business without working more through wonderful team management, leadership and strategy. Together with fellow experts or my own, this podcast is designed to share the most actionable tips, pieces of wisdom and anecdotes that will help you to avoid any mistakes that will cost you time or money to grow your business. It is my absolute joy to share that knowledge with you to help you for your ultimate success. You will get a new episode every two weeks and there's loads of free materials on my website christinemeansbusiness.com. So go ahead and check that out and I'm looking forward to hear your feedback and please don't forget to give us a couple of stars if you enjoy what you've been hearing on your podcasting platforms. And without further ado, let's start the show. Hey, and welcome to this new episode of Christine Mintz Business. I'm so happy that you're tuning in. And today we're going to talk about teams. Now, I've conducted over 20 interviews with highly successful entrepreneurs, VC capitalists, people who consult other companies that are in growth, people who sold their companies and, you know, for multiple millions and exited that strategy successfully, all kinds of different backgrounds. And one thing that has come up over and over and over again is that the challenge at some point is team management because you cannot do it on your own. When you start out as an entrepreneur, you kind of start and do it all. You bootstrap, you wear a thousand hats, you know, you do your marketing, you do your content creation, obviously you do client work, you do finances, all of it. And obviously when things work well, and you start to really get traction, you start to have less time to do things that are not your main priority, which is obviously working with your clients. So that is when you look at expanding, scaling, and when you need other people to support you. And that is where it gets tricky. Now, I talked to one of my friends and she told me a story about an unfortunate hire in the beginning. Um, and there were two th there were two sides to this. Number one, the lesson that she learned was that don't skimp on your first hire and also don't necessarily hire too early if you don't have the budget. So this brings a couple of questions with it because obviously you do want to hire because otherwise you can't grow. But if you're strapped for cash, you you kind of have to look at what's affordable and that can really go wrong. So today in this episode, I'm going to give you a couple of pieces of advice. And let's start with the first one, which is really evaluate what is necessary in your business and what is expandable. So my practical tip here would be make a list of everything you do every day. You can track this, like literally have a notepad next to you as you're sitting on your computer in your office and write down what you're doing, you know, all the different steps, do that throughout, you know, a week, a month, so that you don't miss a step. Then sit back and look at what is actually bringing me clients the quickest, what is most effective. Some strategies will be long-term strategies and you will only see a reward in six or seven or eight months. 
which is fine. But if that is draining your time and you need some cash flow to hire someone to help you maybe with those activities, then I would scratch those for now and really focus on what brings you cash flow the quickest. So once you've done that, obviously implement, get some more cash flow into your business and reinvest that into a quality hire. Those might not be the cheapest, but it will avoid the following scenarios, which I have gone through and which also my you know friends and acquaintances in business have unfortunately gone through most of them as well. It is difficult to figure out who is selling their skills. Um, I don't want to say honestly, but accurately, you know, we tend to embellish uh, specifically when people are on freelancer platforms. It does happen. Not everyone, obviously, but a lot of them do. Now, this is there can be a correlation between price and quality. It doesn't have to, but I do find quality people have very often a higher price tag, which is fine too. And it obviously also depends on where you are in the world. When I have freelancers here in Europe, they do cost more than if I have someone in Asia, in the Philippines, for example. So it really also depends on what I want to outsource. Now let's look at if you need someone who really helps you to structure the business, to keep it all running like a project manager or an office, uh, an OBM, like an, an online business manager, those people will carry a lot of your weight on their shoulders and they need to have experience. So you need to know how to even ask for help. You need to be super clear in your structure and as to what you are looking for. So by eliminating things, you know, that weren't necessarily, those are things that you can bring back in and that would be handled by them. So make sure that the job description that you're actually putting out there is very accurate that you know how to phrase things, that you also put timelines in there already, that you have clear KPIs or key performance indicators in place so that you can be very objective, that you pay by the task, not by the hour, which means that you will need to know how much time a task requires. And all of these things have to be prepared in advance. Now, when you then have people applying, I'm completely against test projects, you know, making them work for free and then to select who performed the best. I honestly feel that you have to pay everyone for their time. So obviously that can be a little bit lower than if you hire them completely in the end. But I think fair's fair's and knowing exactly, you know, being fair straight from the beginning, treating your employees like your clients is going to reward you in the future. And it will also help them to be motivated and to really show you what they can do. That will help you to really evaluate what they can do for a certain task in which rhyme, in what kind of time frame. Then obviously to onboard them, it's important that you have SOPs in place, which means standard operations procedure, which you will do in advance so that you can simply hand them over for this new person. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't matter. They're still in place for the next person. So I teach my clients how to create those SOPs every time I work with them. 
Next, you will have to share your KPIs with them and discuss and see if those are you know, possible for them. Obviously, they should be. If they're not, then they are disqualified. A KPI means a time frame, what exactly is expected, have some metrics in there, know what to look for, know what to analyze, because otherwise you might be spending money on something that is not converting into revenue and then it's not worth anything. So that is also something that I help my clients with. The next thing is to really understand, and that's the last thing I'm going to talk about in this episode, is to really understand that all the processes that you have in place are a work in progress. Checking in on a regular basis and making that a mandatory meeting on your calendar with your team to evaluate and to get their feedback as well is going to be helping you a lot. During those discussions, it's really about what has been working for them and for you, because maybe they thought they did an amazing job and then you went back in and you, you know, changed things, correct things, redid things until they were exactly like you wanted so that your overhead time in the end was so much that you could have done it right from the get-go. So, and that those meetings are really meant to be communication meetings where everyone is, you know, exchanging how they experienced the process. Maybe they said that they didn't get enough directions because we very often trade too much on expectations and on assumptions. For them, it isn't clear. They're not in your head. So having materials in advance with your complete brand style, all the way that the values, all of those things, even they are just a freelance and contractor is important. And we talked about mission and vision in my previous episode. So make sure you check that out. Then during those meetings, it's much easier to then go through those different experiences. How was it for them? How was it for you? And then through the metrics, how did it convert and then to decide how to move forward. Now, obviously, sometimes you need to give the metrics three months or so to even show any impact at all. So it really depends on the project. And I teach my clients how to implement that well um, so that you can then evaluate. And when your KPIs aren't met, it's a very easy and objective and neutral way of saying, I'm sorry, but I need a person who can work within this frame Unfortunately, as the numbers show, you are not that person. So at this moment in time, we are not a fit. So that is another lesson. It's higher, slow, fire, quickly. So it's it's totally fine to say, look, we're going to work for together for three months. You're going to get an, an absolute fair pay, the same that you get afterwards. But it's really to know that after those three months, I will actually decide whether you stay on or not. And if you don't, it's not personal. It's really meant, you know, we have complete objective KPIs. Now, obviously, you still have the right to say no if someone has been really difficult. If they need a lot of back and forth for communication, write it down and say, you know, this could have done in two steps. We needed seven there is a problem of communication. I don't think this will work. Now, obviously, if you have this scenario multiple times, you have to take accountability as well. And that is a really important point. Accountability and um, accountability goes both ways. It 
you take accountability when something goes very well, but you also take accountability when something is not going too well, you know? So praise also goes both ways. If something goes well, it's easy to say, all right, this had, this was my leadership. But if something doesn't go well, it's also important to look at yourself and say, okay, me as a leader, what can I do better? So I think those communication points are super important. Now, there are more steps that are involved in helping you with leadership, with your team management, practical steps. And I have them all in a free guide for you, which you can download at christinemeansbusiness.com forward slash team management, team management in one word. So it's a double M in there. Make sure you download that. It's completely free and have a look and see if you are implementing all of those. And if you don't have a team yet, keep those in mind when you are starting to look for help. Obviously, always keep a list of things that you need in mind. And as you are talking to people, let others know, hey, I'm looking for someone who can do this and just be open-minded and be aware to see an opportunity where you find someone who does this well. It's happened quite a bit as well that I'm sharing people with other businesses where I'm like, I love this person. They were like, oh, do they still take on clients? And when they do, I do suggest them. And very often I also do this on a referral basis. So I do get a little thank you percentage, which I just think is fair amongst businesses. So that's what I wanted to share with you today. It's just a snapshot. There's a lot more to say. I'm going to publish an article very soon uh, on my blog about this, but also make sure you download the free resource about best hiring practices to have your team be super motivated, to have an edge on your competition, and also to make sure that you're not alone in this. You can get it at christinewinsbusiness.com forward slash team management. I'm very excited for you to go through this. Let me know if you have any questions and I'll talk to you in two weeks time. Bye-bye for now. All right, and here is what I usually forget at the end of every episode. So first off, thank you so much for listening and taking the time to tune in. We really, really, really appreciate it. Now, don't forget that I've written a book with everything you need to know about growing and building a business online. It's called We Mean Business, the practical guide for creative entrepreneurs, coaches and small businesses to build your brand and grow your business online. You can find it on Amazon, but also in other online bookstores and on my website. Also, please make sure that if you want to stalk me, you follow me on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube or Twitter or Pinterest or TikTok. And if there was anything in this episode that you learned, that you found entertaining, that made you giggle, then I would be over the moon if you'd left us a five-star rating. These ratings go a long way for more people to tune in and make sure that you follow the podcast as well to share the love and to have more people find it. Thank you so much and we'll see you in two weeks time for a new episode.